I don't even know where to start today. There's so much that I feel welling up inside. I hope this isn't too long of one for you. But today, we celebrate the solemnity of the Immaculate Conception of the Blessed Virgin Mary. The Immaculate Conception is not Jesus. Yes, he was immaculately conceived, but Mary was also. Mary was sinless from birth. Mary was chosen by God. Mary's parents were very, very, very devout and raised her with faith. And so when the angel Gabriel came to her and asked her to be the mother of God, and she said yes, whoa, it's the biggest yes in human history. And Jesus was born, and we were saved. Truth was born. Truth is a person. It's Jesus. It's God. Truth exists whether we want to believe it or like it or not. Truth is not deniable. Truth is something that is black and white, light and dark. And the sooner that we realize that truth is not, I don't know, subjective, it's not you believe what you believe, I believe what I believe. Truth is, this is the truth, whether you believe it or not. And that is the beauty about Mary and the fact that it is taught in the church. She was sinless. This is a beautiful day to ask for her intercession in our lives so that we can imitate her and call on her, a human being. She is not divine. She's like you and me. But she submitted herself to God, and she decided that she was going to live to the truth of how God told her to live her life and call out in prayer and, you know, behave and do what her parents told her to do. And look, she was found in great favor with God. And then God gave her one of the most important responsibilities, and that was to bear the Son of Man, the, the, the Lord, to save as many people as possible on the earth. And that's where I'm going to dovetail into something else. And I do not believe there's any coincidence God's hand is in this. There's only God incidences in life. So let's remember, Archbishop Vigano puts out a letter dated November 8th, the Immaculate Conception of the Blessed Virgin Mary date, talking about truth, talking about evil and good, talking about the lies and the deception and how many people are awakening to the truth. So I want to wrap in reality here. The world is watching evil because we're shining light on the darkness. 
they can't hide anymore. And as a matter of fact, they're not even trying to hide anymore. We are just able to see the truth clearer and clearer day by day. We can see the evil, the lies, the slavery that we've been put in, the things that we bought as truth and now can blatantly see we were sold a bill of goods. People are in different areas of this truth, and that's okay. Not everybody awakens at the same time. Not everybody awakens with the big light switch. Some people have that dimmer switch. So what I'd like to say to everyone who is out there in the world battling something in their lives, know that the truth is fact. The truth will set you free. If you're being attacked by sinful desires and temptations, or you're being obsessed and harassed by horrible thoughts and you have these feelings of despair, you believe that the world is going to end. If you are welling up in anger and arguing with all these people around you in your life, your, your most intimate family members, because they don't see what you see, or they don't believe what you believe, or you're angry at God because of the financial situations that you're in, or circumstances with health or death or whatever it is, this is what life is about. It is a spiritual battle. And the truth is, Jesus wins. There's no question. It's just a matter of how many times we go to Jesus for his help. Jesus wins always. Yes, God will allow things to happen in our lives. He will allow and has allowed Satan to do lots of things to good people. But once we realize how much of a weapon Jesus is in our lives, we can choose to use that weapon to fight. And the more you use that weapon, the sharper it gets. And it hurts those little evil minions that are attacking you all day, every day. And they get tired. And they're going to move on because they know, darn it, this person knows how to fight. And that was what Vigano said in his letter. It was a beautiful letter of hope. And it was a beautiful letter of, don't worry, they will collapse. What we would call the deep state and the deep church. Those evil people who have done evil things. I won't even repeat what I've learned. Both people in the church and highly regarded people in the world, in corporations, in government, in Hollywood, in universities, it's everywhere. And it's this deep, dark web of lies that spreads across the world. And people are being called out for who they are. They're being caught. You can tell 
the good people from the bad people. And that is the beauty of living in this moment. I was just thinking, what an awesome time to be alive. And I'm pretty sure there's a lot of you on this podcast that are thinking, I'm crazy. <laughs> this, this is bad. No, this is wonderful. There will be peace soon after all of this stuff comes out. People are identified and caught and punished, and the world will be different. I am so excited that God decided to have me here for such a time as this, and to be able to share with you the tools and the weapons that you can use every single day. And that means over and over again. Just because you deliver a spirit at noon doesn't mean you're not going to have to deliver that same spirit at three or maybe at 1230. <laughs> I mean, they are just working overtime. Why? Because they know it's coming to an end. They only have so much time to tempt us into sin, to tempt us to go away from God, to rock our peace. They love to mess with our memory and our emotions. They love to tempt us into doing things that will quote unquote, take the edge off or take the stress out of their lives. So we go toward the alcohol, the drugs, the pornography, the promiscuity, self-gratification, whatever it is that causes us that dopamine rush instead of going to God. When you go to God, and you call out Jesus's name to fight the fight. It is different. The peace that then you ask the Lord to fill you with after you deliver those spirits of whatever, gluttony, temptation, lust, pornography, addiction, blah, 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 on and on. And then you ask him to fill you with his peace and to fill you with his love and his joy that is sustaining. That, my friends, is better than having a bunch of wine, waking up with a hangover, and wondering what the heck did you say and do because you were a little buzzed. That's better than committing a mortal sin just for that moment of pleasure, and then many, many shameful thoughts and regrets soon to follow, and off to confession I must go. When we, when we deliver the spirits and then we ask God to fill us with his blessings and graces and the opposite virtue of that vice, we don't have any of that regret. We don't have any of that shame. We don't have to go to confession. We can sit there and know the truth of Jesus, that he wins and he is here for us to call on him. He's our strength in our weakness. Let's not just believe it. Let's use him in our lives. And then we can look at all of the things around us with full acceptance, full trust in God that this circumstance that I'm in is because I'm learning. I am growing in my humility and dependence on you, God. I 
see that this is your will for some greater good. I may not know it right now and it may feel really bad right now. But to let it go and give it to God and trust in him and fight with Jesus's name to cast out this crud in our lives is so powerful and so beautifully comforting. But we got to use it over and over again. And I will say yet again, if you are not incorporating mental prayer in your day, every day, then Satan knows that he has lost your soul. I don't know if I've said that right. If you incorporate mental prayer every day, Satan knows he's lost your soul. So if you're not praying mental prayer, you might want to pick that up. (laughs) A minimum of 15 minutes is all it takes to start, but you really need to probably have 30 minutes because you need that time to sit with God, to be in solitude and silence. And then you get into your scripture or whatever it is that you're meditating on. And then listen to the Lord and find the resolution and the conclusion to that prayer. Because every day God's telling us to do something. And how do you know if you don't listen? It's not always us speaking. Actually, it shouldn't be us speaking all the time. We should sit and allow him to speak to us through the word, right? Through daily readings, through spiritual readings, even through the crucifix or the mysteries of the rosaries to sit and contemplate the majesty of the Lord. And I'm telling you every day, you might have a completely different message. And then when we're done, we're supposed to say, okay, I hear you, Lord. You want me to let go. You want me to be humble and give this vice to you and allow you to enter into my heart and change it. There's many, 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 many messages. I think I've shared with you once. God told me to call my mom. (laughs) And I was like, what? Of course, I'm thinking this to my head. I didn't say it out loud. And I was like, that's the craziest thing ever. And so I was driving to mass in the morning and I heard, call your mom. And then I was in mass. And as I was thanking the Lord after receiving him in the Eucharist, I heard, call your mom. And I said, okay. I just gave into that Holy Spirit prompting, even though it sounded like craziness to me. I didn't overrule it with my own logic. I called my mom and I said it like this. I'm like, hi, God told me to call you. (laughs) I don't know why I'm calling you. And she's like, well, what's going on? And then I just, I didn't expect to explain what was happening in my life, but I did. And my mother was like, God, speaking such beautiful words. I was bawling my eyes out. It was a 10 minute conversation. And I was on a completely different plane when I hung up that phone. That, my dear friends, is the voice of God that you can only hear when we quiet ourselves 
and we meditate on something and we allow the thoughts and the feelings of God to enter and permeate into our soul. Okay, this is a little long, but one last thing. Stay peaceful. This is the week of peace, second week of Advent. I also want you to stay hopeful because you read Vigano's letter and you will see they will be destroyed. The light will be shining in the darkness. Your family and you and all the people who are on different planes of beliefs and what's going on in this world and hope and trust and faith will all be united. It's going to be phenomenal. But what he does say is double down. Do not fall into temptation. Do not sin. Do not let the craziness of what's going on in this world suck you down. Don't let evil mess with you. Be strong. Be strong in God. God's the one that's our strength and our weakness. Constantly, over and over and over again. Deliver the spirits, fill yourself with God. Deliver the spirits, fill yourself with God. And listen and watch and pay attention to how your body feels, to maybe what God is saying to you at that moment. And celebrate, please. If it's a temptation and you're ready to perform a mortal sin or a pretty bad venial sin, because guess what? Venial sin, when we do it on purpose, like we just say, ah, oh, well, you know, I'll just go to confession for that later. Or I'm going to feel a lot better when I haul off at, the, at this person and scream and yell and make them feel like two inches tall. That blocks us from grace. It does. Okay. I can go on and on and on. Just be hopeful. Be peaceful. Continue to fight over and over. Double down. Now is not the time to be lax in our spiritual life. This is like the last ditch effort that Satan's got to pull as many people into hell along with him. And we are just not going to do it. And we can fight successfully, beautifully, peacefully with Jesus. Okay. Ugh. God is so good. God is so amazing. And I am so blessed that I can share these true weapons and practices that have made my life incredibly filled with grace. I mean, I, I can't even tell you how grateful I am to walk with you and to hopefully give you that, that courage and that fortitude through the pep talks every morning, right? We put Jesus on every morning together and we fight the fight, the daily spiritual battle. That's what life is. It's not about money, jobs, careers, and such. It's about continuing to walk to God and calling out to God, not calling out to the world lies, the worldly lies that we've been trained to go to. It's always God. I could just sit here every day and get on this podcast and say, the answer is God. The answer is God. 
the answer is God. <laughs> but that would be no fun, right? You'd never tune in. Because we have to put it into appropriate and applicable situations in our lives and realize, ah, the answer is always God. So let's double down. Let's pray more, deliver more, fill ourselves with God more, and just breathe and be grateful that we have faith and we know how to fight. It's such a beautiful gift. Alrighty, everyone. I love you so much. Have a blessed and inspired day. Hello, I'm Kendra Von Esch, and you are listening to my 10-minute daily podcast, Reality Reflections. I bought into what this world said would make me happy. Money, prestige, power. And hey, if it feels good, do it, because life is stressful, so party hard. Do whatever makes you happy. But that didn't quite work out, because I felt even more insecure, full of fear, shame, and anxiety, and never, ever good enough. Then God found me and flipped my reality upside down and transformed my life. And I want this for everyone. So I left my executive career to help others find true acceptance, supernatural peace, joy, and love that only comes from a relationship with God. Here is my reality reflection for today.